listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. The walking to Budon is going to have to stay out of sight. I wear disguise. Oh, you're going to wear a disguise. See? Hey, he's learning Spanish. And what kind of disguise? Fake mustache. Yeah, fake mustache isn't going to cut it, mate. You still look exactly like yourself. It's the worst fake mustache I've ever seen. And if you afford us, we'd have to kill you. Shark-shaped bloke with a mustache creeping up on us like that. Fuck you! Y'all ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we should be recording. Yeah. All right, three, two. I don't even know what episode this is. Holy crap! Seventy-seven. Seventy. Yeah, something like that. Seventy-seven. Seventy. A episode. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, I'm gonna push back on that. <laughs> it is episode seventy-seven. Yeah, it is our Luca Doncic episode. Three, two, one. Welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode seventy-seven. Uh, thank you for joining us for our, what we were just saying, our Luka Doncic episode. Uh, does this mean we get $200 million? Let's hope. Mark Cuban has to be here. <laughs> uh, I would drink that nasty-ass Mountain Dew drink that y'all have been pushing it for $200 million. We got that kind of check. <laughs> I drink that shit every morning. Would you drink the Mountain Dew Spike Seltzer that they're coming out with? Have you seen that shit? I'm there's so probably, excited. There's bro. very few things. Oh, I no. <laughs> no, thank you. Like, Mountain Dew cut the check, but I, like... I don't want heart palpitations. I might. I wouldn't drink any Mountain Dew products for that reason. Although I was back in my previous life, I did like the Baja Blast Mountain Dew that you got to talk about. That shit was delicious. So far, I might have to go get one after we record the podcast. I'm thinking about it. Always good. Um, they there's like a limited time where they would sell that in cans, and you could only find it every like you would be more able to find Mountain Dew Code Red, which is objectively bad. Than you would be to find Baja Blast, which is their best product. That's true. At some point, Taco Bell had like a exclusive rights over it, and they signed like a horrible deal, and they should have not signed that deal and just sold it in the stores like every other store in the world. But apparently, something went weird with the deal, Uh, so that's why we could never get it in the store. That's crazy. All right, the Suicide Squad. Um, (laughs) The Suicide Drinkers everywhere. (laughs) Well, I mean, eh, well, you know. This this feels like it was made by a teenager. Um, the Suicide Squad has a seven point six on IMDb. It was a it's a the newest movie out right now, twenty twenty one. It is a hard hard R rating. Um, it is a little long, two hours and twelve minutes. Super villains: Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Rave Prison join the super secret super shady task force x as they are dropped off at the remote enemy infused island of corto maltese it's uh it's a redo of the first suicide squad but objectively better um and it's not even really a redo we can argue about that because i think it's i think it's an extension of the second one they just said none of the first one even matters anymore basically which is kind of funny yeah 
Um, it's, it's like a fake sequel. Like they, there's some of the same like characters in the movie, obviously, but it's basically just like another mission with a different iteration of the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to act like that first film basically never happened. So it's not technically a redo, but it's kind of a redo. Yeah, I think that was smart though, because it like just to like whatever, you know, just if they would have, I think if they would have just straight up come out and said like, like this is a completely redo, like we're absolutely nixing the first one and never happened, then you would be like, okay, you like, you can't do that. Yeah, we saw it. We were, yeah, we, we were there. We, you know, it's on HBO Max. Anyway, this was, <laughs> this is written and directed by James Gunn, stars Margot Robbie. She's back as Harley Quinn, the role she was made to, born to play. Uh, Idris Elba as, just a Will Smith do-over, Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah. Bloodsport, his yeah. name's Bloodsport, which is basically the same thing. John Cena as Peacemaker. Joel Kinnaman's back as Colonel Rick Flag. Viola Davis is Adam Wall, Amanda Waller, rather. Michael Rooker is in there for two seconds. So is Nathan Fillion. Jai Courtney's in there for two seconds. Just a spoiler review. Just a host of people that die. Famous people die really, really quickly. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, the main ones, John Cena, Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, Joe Kinnaman. Um, and also, uh, I, I'm try- struggling to find her name here. Ratcatcher, she's like a, uh, she's a newer actress. This is like her first big, um, first big project. Yeah, I, didn't know I had no idea who she was. Yeah, me I was compelled, let's say. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Taika Waititi just makes an appearance in here. Yeah. I wasn't that compelled. I was like, oh, this is an actress. I don't know. I didn't really think more about it than that. She didn't catch my eye like that. I am so sorry. I cannot find her name on here. Um, but there, oh, uh, Daniela Melchior, I think is how oh. you pronounce it, uh, rat, as Rat Catcher 2, which is just kind of funny. Um, this movie, like I said, it has a 7.6 on IMDb, has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 91? Yeah, 84% audience score, which you rarely see that for a comic book movie. Um, let's see. It, it by From uh, writer-director James Gunn's singularly skewed vision, The Suicide Squad marks a funny, fast-paced rebound that plays to the source material's violent, anarchic strengths. And uh, this movie hadn't made any money. Nope. By the way, hadn't. Really? Nope. Damn. Well, but again, uh, like... The HBO Max thing we've talked about on this podcast before, like all of it's funny. We have no idea how much money these movies are making because we have no idea what the metrics are behind the the, the wall of the streaming service. But yeah, it's not making any money in theaters. Well, comparatively, it, it, you know, this would have made uh, on a normal. I mean, unfortunately, they got unlucky with, you know, Delta and everything else. Yep. And we're yep. just back where we started. But um Made set it's so far made seventy one million dollars on a hundred and eighty five million dollar budget. This movie is expensive, man. Um, Jesus, James Gunn don't come cheap. I'll tell you that much. Neither do some of the neither some of the stars either. This has a lot of star <laughs> power in it, um, including who we'll have to talk about Idris Elba, who I guess just does anything. Yeah, that man will be in literally any movie. It doesn't matter. He legend at the bank. Idris Elba is winning the streaming wars. <laughs> yeah him and him and uh mccarthy are are uh are winning the streaming wars but i it, it we talked about the hbo max thing and i was having this conversation with a co-worker today and they're talking about oh well you think this may would bring people to the streaming i think the people that are on hbo max are already on there it's the same yeah, thing that's... with netflix like 
this isn't like you're not going to sign up. I know it's like technically free with purchase, but like you're not going out of your way, I think, to sign up to watch one movie. I don't think that ever works. I think you just have to be on the service. And that's why I think that Disney is winning this because and making their money back at least a little bit because they're just like, look, you want the content, you got to pay for it. You know what I mean? You want the new stuff, like you got to pay for it. Yeah. Do you have children? Have you ever seen a Star Wars movie? Mm-hmm. Do you like superheroes? You got to have Disney Plus. There's no way around it. Like you just can't well, not have it. Yeah. Well, not even in that. It, it just it, like with the, all the content that they had, like HBO Max could very well say this. Any new superhero, like say the Batman comes out next year or whatever. And they say, OK, we're going to do it in theaters. But now, hey, 15 bucks, even though it's going to be like rated R or something like that. You know, yep. it just makes more financial sense that when you spend all this money just to why I mean, why release it? I'm I'm glad because I'm going to go watch it like in a little bit because I've only watched it once. I watch it in theaters that I don't have to pay for it. You know, I, I don't know. I, I I don't hate it as a consumer, but also just financially doesn't make any sense. It, it blows my mind. <laughs> I don't know. I just but yeah, they haven't had a ton of those like movies that anybody would actually pay for to watch on there yet. I don't mm-hmm. think, but it, like the two or three that they have had, they should have done that. Like Godzilla versus Kong, they definitely should have done that. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman eighty four, everybody would have been mad after we watched it, but we probably would have paid for it. <laughs> right? <laughs> everybody would have been pissed that we paid for that bullshit, but we would have paid for it. And this movie, I think people would have paid for it for sure. Again, I think you can pick and choose which ones you want to put behind a streaming wall. I think or a paywall. I think you can do it. I know that may upset some creators, but you'd be like, fuck it. You knew what you had when you sold it when we sense. when we had Listen when you here, gave Tom it to and us. Jerry directors. Okay. We're, yeah. not, <laughs> we're not gonna make people pay for your bullshit. It's shit stinks. Anyway, all right. Uh let's start with Tej. You didn't like this as much as the as us two and as a lot of people i think really enjoyed this movie but go ahead what do you give it uh give it a review so obviously this is a much better film than the first one the first film is one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life and i watched that in the movie theater and i was extremely bored uh this movie's fine it just feels like if you've ever seen the boys i mean james gunn was smoking a lot of weed and watching the boys and that's how this movie came to fruition it's it's funny at times there's some funny stuff in this movie made me laugh I like just like hanging out with John Cena and Andrew Elba. I just like being around those two dudes. I, there's so much about this film I don't really understand. If this is supposed to be like a, a a group of like these criminals, so to speak, or bad people, so to speak, that come together for this mission because they've been forced to. I don't understand the character of Rick Flag, but that would probably mean that I would have to remember what happened in the first film. But he just seems like a good guy. So I don't really understand why he's in this thing or whatever. Like I had a perfectly fine time. I really enjoyed the last act. Once you, not to spoil anything, but once the main big, big bad gets outside of the, where he's housed. Because spoiler review, really it's, fun. yeah, spoiler review, it, it is a giant starfish from space. That shit looks so cool. I was a little bit high when I watched it the first time. <laughs> I wasn't high when I watched it the second time. But seeing that color and seeing that character out just doing shit to people, which is a lot of fun. The way that they choreographed, the way that it was controlling people. I really enjoyed like the last 15 minutes of this film. It was a lot of fun. The whole inside the Jotunheim thing and then the, when it's coming down and John Cena just happens to be about to stab this character at the same time that Idris falls 20 stories. 
to happen to meet him, to challenge him in combat. And before that, John Cena is going to kill the flag. I can't give a shit about any of that. It meant nothing to me. I didn't really care about the infighting between the group. But once they were all focused on fighting the big bad, I had a great time. Um, some great gags in this movie. I really liked when they went and killed all the people outside the village, only to realize that those people were good guys <laughs> and they had to go like, oh, I didn't, I didn't see anybody. I didn't see any people. And then the people, I, was like, I, I turned them all into my mom and then I killed them all. Like I, There's some good stuff. Like There's some good committee timing in the movie. I thought it was fine. I would probably give it like a B minus. It's not bad. I don't know if I'm ever going to like sit down and watch it again. For DC, it's great. I'm grading DC on a curve because DC is always struggling. But I probably enjoyed, uh, I know Dex said this is his favorite DCEU movie. I probably enjoyed uh, Aquaman and uh, what's it called? Shazam or whatever that film is called. Yeah. Whatever that thing is called. I probably enjoyed those slightly more, but they're in the same tier to me. And I'm not a big Wonder Woman fan, so fuck those movies but that this Thank is about you. the same tier as aquaman and shazam for me in terms of oh it seems like a competent movie that's what happens when you hire james gunn your movie's going to be competent this is not this is not giving you the magic of guardians of the galaxy one but it's clear that james gunn had a lot more leeway to make the movie he wanted to make because of his reputation and that's important like dc has been getting in the middle of people trying to make the art and trying to fuck it up and they are fucking that's why the Snyder cut exists that's why these these things keep happening because DC keeps getting in the middle of these people when you just really just, if you hire the right people, just let them make the movie they want to make. That's what James Gunn clearly made the movie he wanted to make, and I enjoyed it. I'll give it a B minus. I'd tell you what it is. James Gunn has a better understanding of this source material than, of comic book source material than I think of a lot of directors. For sure. Like that have done these movies. I think he just gets it. Like there's no reason that Guardians of the Galaxy should be any good at all, at all. that that movie should have sucked like a talking raccoon in a tree like we what but we all <laughs> ate that shit up for multiple movies and <laughs> and over and like we're gonna eat it up again but i just it like he understands and knows how to make it work like this is weird this is a weird thing this isn't superman this isn't batman you know this is this is dude that, man. yeah there's a dude that shoots polka dots out of his face <laughs> there's like you know a rat catcher there's a woman that controls rats there's a clown like a massive shark yeah and a massive shark like (laughs) like he gets it it's stupid and he knows it and i and i said this was the most comic booky comic book movie that i think i've seen in a long time and dc has now made uh, i guess if you want to count suzanne but two movies that actually have color in them and both of them have been (laughs) actually pretty decent yeah, this and Birds of Prey they actually have color in them. Man, crazy Zack Snyder. Who would have thought? Oh, I roll anyway. Dex, go ahead. Yeah, man. So, sitting down watching this in the theater, I was like, Yo, that was super dope. This is the best DCU movie that they've ever done. I'm so hyped about it. I saw it on, I think, Thursday night when it first came out. It's Tuesday, we're recording this. And I was telling the guys earlier, I had to go back and watch like YouTube reviews of this movie because I had yeah. forgotten so much of the shit that happened. It's forgettable. I will say it's very forgettable. Because <laughs> shit just keeps happening throughout this movie just constantly. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many characters that you'll just completely forget about. Uh, like I had completely forgotten about that Milton bit that mm-hmm. <laughs> Harley Quinn and <laughs> them do. And like in the theater, I love that shit. And then like, just completely left me like two days later 
So, yeah, I mean, I'm not as high on it as I was initially. I'll probably have to watch it again here soon because I did really enjoy it. But it it's kind of forgettable. But, uh, yeah, man, I think it's a, it's a really good DCU movie. I liked it on first watch better than I liked Shazam or Aquaman, which are, like he said, the other two that I would kind of put as top tier DCU movies right now. Not a Wonder Woman guy at all. I didn't think the movie was that good. Uh obviously justice league stinks <laughs> yeah all that but anyway this movie i think would definitely be at the top of dcu list and we we kind of have to be honest at this point that the best dceu movies are like they're marvel movies that are slightly grittier <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie <laughs> birds of prey birds of prey even wonder woman which i don't like that much but other people really like it's Captain America one is <laughs> yeah. Aquaman is Black Panther underwater, and like <laughs> all, all these movies, it's like you just got you got to make a Marvel, but just slightly different enough. And you know, people do this thing every time that a new comic book movie comes out, and it's like even just slightly different from the MCU and kind of good. Where they'll be like, oh, this is so refreshing. This is just a new spin on superhero movies. And it's so different. And oh, my God, I love it so much. And they're saving us from just all the superhero movies being the same. And it's like, no, they're really not. Like, there's just like curse words in it. <laughs> and blood. There's curse like, words and there's blood. There's collateral. There's actual collateral damage. There's a lot of blood yeah. in this film. It's like, no, they didn't. Like, James Gunn didn't do some, like, new superhero shit. Like, it's we can all calm down it's not that incredible or whatever but the movie is fun it does have personality i laughed i've seen people say that like this movie's not that funny or whatever but i watched it in a full theater we were all laughing it was a good time harley quinn is this is the best that she's been in any of those movies so far i agree movie and even uh, her her own movie like i think she was better in this than her own she was better in this movie for sure to me uh, I really like John Cena and Idris Elba together, and I would watch them do just about any movie together at this point. And I think that they would do any movie together at this point because they do the same kind of movies. But... <laughs> <laughs> I hope he comes. I, I hope he comes back for the Peacemaker series. Oh, are they yeah, making yeah. a Peacemaker series? Yeah, that's why they brought it. Spoiler alert: they bring him back at the very end. Yeah, he's alive Wait, at the I end. Miss, did I miss that? I it's thought a they post-credit, post-credit we... scene. I thought the post credit scene was Weasel being alive. There's another one. Oh yeah, shit! I didn't see that. There's Weasel oh, being alive. I did see that. I did. Okay, I remember. They're like the people talking about. They're bringing him back. Got it. I remember that. Yeah, and there's like John Cena in a hospital bed or whatever. But yeah, I like John Cena and Idris Elba's dynamic together. They were really funny. Um, Amanda Waller was way better in this movie. Way more entertaining. They gave her like some more to do and some more people to play off of, and that was made her kind of kind of a bitch, like kind of psychotic, like which we you would have to be to like agree to just kill people all the time. Yeah, yeah. and like having other people who are like, "Hey, yo, this bitch is crazy." Like it just works way I'm better. Gonna than... Ruin your daughter's life if you don't do this. No pressure. Like you got to be kind of a psychopath. So I like yeah. the fact that. She's pushing the limits, and everybody else is kind of like, "Whoa!" Like, is she mm. on the reservation, guys? Like, she's tripping. She's really tripping. Oh uh, yeah, I liked what they did way better with her, and I like how you know they can—they just kept killing people over and over. Like the stakes felt higher <laughs> because yeah. people were dying left and right. You know, like obviously, like a bunch of the people at the beginning, you're like, "Okay, 
oh, some of these people are going to die or whatever. But then when Harley Quinn kills, who you think is the main villain and he's not the main villain anymore and we just get him out of here. I was like, okay, this is fun. I like this. So. I like that bit. We'll talk about this. I like that bit. It was completely unnecessary. I liked how well it was acted. It made her look like an actual psychopath. You have Margot Robbie. Why not give her the screen time? But mm-hmm. it's also just like, you cut that out. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. No, I will say one of the, like the negative things about this movie, which it's not that big a criticism and I don't have that many criticism of it, but there are a lot of times where the movie will just stop and they'll like, just, just hang out for a beat too long like that harley quinn scene they're just like okay the movie's gonna stop right here we're just gonna do this like we're just gonna do this harley quinn interlude right here um there's one that they do with like towards the end with rat catcher they like okay we're gonna have a rat catcher interlude right here stop the movie or you know we're gonna go to this club in whatever the country is called it doesn't matter and we're gonna stop the movie right here and have an interlude where john Cena's is not an asshole mm-hmm and you know eventually we'll make him an asshole again but for right now he's not an asshole <laughs> like they stopped the movie a handful of times and it's like okay we can probably just just keep keep moving it forward but uh you didn't I, give it overall, a grade. I gave it an a minus a minus okay um i agree with a lot of points I, I it is too long i didn't find it, it i was one of the people that i i there were funny parts and i was like one of the only ones laughing in the theater i don't think my theater actually found it again i saw it at like noon on a friday so nobody was really in there but like um perfect time to go see a movie by the way middle of the day no one's there um, yeah, that's, that's facts it's amazing the, the uh i don't i didn't find it quite as funny as as i thought that i would maybe because i'm used to like when we were doing these rated r hard r con- like deadpool like i'm used to like the jokes really landing you know what i mean and being super irreverent and there was there was a lot of like the, the the bits between the buddy cop stuff between John Cena and uh, and Idris Elba was was really was really good. And like them them going off and killing all those innocent people one by one and stuff like that. And like having a dick measuring contest while doing that was actually uh, that was really funny. I thought some of the King Shark, I, I really liked King Shark, like he actually had emotional weight which i thought i was like this is gonna be stupid it wasn't actually but you know some of his jokes didn't land as much but i thought a lot of his stuff was funny it just wasn't as funny as i thought that it would be it was these are just my complaints and then i'll tell you what i like but um it was gory almost to a fault i can can respect that almost it was a lot almost to a fault because it was You know, I don't know. I don't get that hung up on gratuitous violence that much. Like, I just, it doesn't bother me as much as I, as it probably should. But it was just one of those things where I was, I was watching it going like, all right, uh, you know, do we really have to like blow this dude's face off and stuff like that? You know, it just, it's one of those yes. things. But I guess if you establish that we're going to do that at the very beginning, like you just have to do that the rest of the way. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. They, when they came out the gate, like killing the bird with the tennis ball, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is what time we're on. <laughs> this is what we're doing." Um, but yeah, I, I I think they tried to use to me they instead of instead of like making actual jokes, they tried to use the 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 shock value as humor, and that was kind of like my main complaint with it, where it's like we've seen a lot of shit, the shock value doesn't 
do anything for me that much. You know, I, I don't know. We like we've seen it. You know what I mean? By by this time in movies, which is a weird thing to say, where it's just like. I don't know. They tried to use the shock value as the humor instead of actually humor sometimes. And that kind of deducted some points for me. Other than that, them establishing very early on, hey, people are going to die in this movie. Unlike the last one that was called Suicide Squad, nobody died. Uh, <laughs> people are people are going to die, uh, even including one of the people from the original movie who's in all the promotion and everything. The Captain Boomerang guy, Jai Courtney, who's actually kind of a bigger actor. They're like, yeah, we're killed him in the first act. Like he's he's just or first 15 minutes. He's just done. Pete Davidson, who's like kind of a bigger actor now, bigger name. He's done in the first like 10 seconds. Was he you in know? the first movie? No, yeah. no, no one but Harley Quinn, Jai Courtney, uh, who's Captain Boomerang, and um flag. Yeah, Colonel Rick flag. I was Which, wondering why like I thought that Pete Davis was going to be a big part of this movie. And then when he died, I was like, wait, did I miss something? Like, yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of the, that was kind of the point. And then they just, they put you with all these other like tertiary, like they, they kill off most of the big names. And then they put you with these tertiary characters, like a shark and a dude with a, and like dude with polka dots and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, which he was the only one with like actual superpowers. Polka Dot Man stole the show. I could have spent a lot more time with Polka Dot Man. I thought every time they had a bit, it was so funny. I laughed I, every time. I The bit with him, and I laughed out loud when he was like, you're all my mom. And he was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it just was literally the first time they did that bit and they showed like his psychotic break of it all being this like, this this bigger, this fat woman who's like his with glasses and stuff. I cackled. I was like, that's really funny. So just and then the starfish when the starfish turns into his mom. mom, I was like, yeah, that, yeah, that's funny. That's a funny bit. Um, I thought uh, I did think Idris was actually really good in this superhero. Like, you know, he wasn't super serious about it. Like he's super serious at first, and then he kind of gets in the rhythm with these weirdos, and it's just he starts to have some fun finally. Yeah, see, he starts to have some fun, like actually being out and about and doing. It. And I think it was. I think it was. I think he was pretty good. Like he could have mailed it in, you know, just gotten paid and done this movie. I thought he was, I thought he was really good. I thought John Cena definitely stole the show. I I really do. I mean, this is the kind of thing where it's like, we just talked about how bad he was. I mean, we liked him in, in fast and furious more than, uh, Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel but like, he's still not good. This is yeah, the type he, of he needs to be being campy. Like what? Yeah, they brought him on the set of Fast Nine to make him serious because he looked because he's like a swole dude. He needs to be making jokes. He needs to be being like he is in blockers. Like we don't want to see him straight laced. I don't. That was a weird decision. He's he's in on the joke on himself that he he's an absurd looking human. Exactly. Like he's just too big. Like he's fucking massive in this movie. It's crazy, and it's just like I think he's in on the joke of how like just big and larger than life and people know him that you don't go oh that's you know as a character actor uh peacemaker that's playing peacemaker like you wouldn't know the guy that's playing polka dot man at all because he's just a character actor that, that he's just polka dot man you go that's yeah. john cena yeah. you know what i mean and i think he gets that so when you take john cena and you don't let him in on the joke or you don't 
and you make it self-serious, it's like now you're just trying to like portray a character through the acting ability, one of John Cena and two that we know that that's John Cena. Yeah. You nuked so. his superpower. When he walked onto a movie set, his superpower is that he's John Cena. He's going to make us laugh. If you bring him on to do F9, he doesn't have any jokes. You nuked his superpower. The reason why John Cena should be there is because he's funny and he's charming and we like hanging out with him because he's making jokes. That's it. Like, it's that simple. Like, let him be John Cena. It's clear that John, like Gunn let him be John Cena. It was really good. I, I enjoyed the performance. Like, it's funny. And we've been watching John Cena for, like, almost 20 years. Like, I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a long-ass time. We know that's John Cena. Let's let it be John Cena. Let movie stars be stars. We're not here to watch John Cena or The Rock or even, like, fucking Matt Damon and Tom Cruise, like, disappear into their roles or whatever. We're like, we want them to be Matt Damon and Tom Cruise. That's what yeah. we want from them. We watch a movie and we're like, wow, Will Smith is unrecognizable. No, he's not. It's fucking Will Smith. Like, that's yeah. why I'm here. <laughs> that's why I came here. <laughs> yeah, it's not fucking Jesse Plemons or whatever, where you're just like, he's got to he's got to really act his ass off for you to be like, yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> um. Leonardo no. DiCaprio is unrecognizable in new role. Like, fam, no, he's not. <laughs> oh, I've never seen Brad Pitt look like this. Yes, you have. It looks like Brad Pitt. <laughs> that 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 Leo of uh, the the Children of the Flower Moon or whatever that that uh, still that came out. He looks unrecognizable. No, he just looks like a forty year old Leo. Yeah, he just <laughs> with a bad like haircut. Version of Leo. Uh, I don't know. I think John Cena was really really funny. I thought he was really good, and I actually thought when he was having like sort of the come to Jesus with Rick flag and stuff. And I know you said you didn't care. I actually thought that was decent acting by him to like kind of flip that on its head a little bit from going to be in this like wise ass sort of sociopath. I kill anybody for freedom, which is just a funny <laughs> money, funny motif and funny bit. He's like, <laughs> I kill, I killed children for freedom is just a funny thing and and then to like really start to get serious in dark i thought was actually kind of cool um the i don't it, it, i've seen it done better but the plot device uh, or not the plot device the the filmmaking choice of like staggering when these events are happening sort of thing was i've seen it done better and i don't think they wanted to go that deep into it but you know like the 20 minutes earlier 20 minutes later sort of stuff uh. is it was it was fine. I thought it was good. I thought yeah. one of the choices they made of like telling you when, what they're doing now, like rescue Harley or stuff like that, like almost like title cards in a comic book movie. That's yeah, why I said this a comic bookie. It's like yeah, a that's why. That's why I said this is the most comic booky comic book movie I think I've seen in a long time. Where I I legitimately felt like I was watching panels of a comic book happen because there was there was different things and and flashes of color and like you almost as like if somebody punched somebody you would have seen like a pal come up on the screen or something like that you know it just it felt like that yeah it's your like grade? A, oh it's kind of like into the spider-verse but uh live action <laughs> like yeah it's kind of hard to do that same thing live action that they did animated but they kind of pulled it off all that to say, I gave this a B plus, like a like an eighty nine. Like I just couldn't quite give it an A. I didn't find it. 
as funny as I, yeah, I didn't find it as funny as I thought it should have been for what it was and definitely what you were trying to do. Uh, I think it is, I think it is hands down the best DCEU movie that I think I've seen. Um, yeah, I really do. I think it really, I really think it is like, it's the most fun I've had watching a DCEU movie. That's for certain. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. know how they can like kind of save that universe and make it make sense together or mean anything or whatever, but they just want to just keep doing shit and going and getting good directors and letting them do good work and putting Margot Robbie as Harvey Quinn and things. I'm with it. Like, well, what they, what they, they say the DCEU or whatever, but what they need to just do is be like, yeah, that's just the name of our company. We don't actually mean this is an extended universe. They just need to pivot ah, on that. That's just, just the name of the company. Like, oh, fuck it. Like, it just, yeah, we I don't care. It, I find it so weird because I think what DC does really well is comedy. The animated stuff is so good. And it's not all comedy. Some of the animated stuff is not comedy. But generally speaking, when they are making things funny, that Harley Quinn animated show is incredible. It's it's amazing. It's it's yeah, I've perfect, seen right. I haven't seen it in full, but I've watched a couple of episodes and it is uh, it's hilarious. Perfect. And so, and I find myself the same way with the with the DCU films. I like when they're doing comedy. I I can sit down and watch this Shazam, and as long as it's funny, I'll have a good time. The problem is I I haven't found a DCU movie yet that's supposed to be serious that I like, and the MCU gives us both. Endgame has like there are funny stuff happening in Endgame, but it's a serious movie. Endgame's a serious movie. Like like they're making serious movies, they're incorporating comedy, but you know like Thor is all comedy. Like Thor is now they realize we're just gonna make that all comedy. It's just going to be funny the entire time. Mm -hmm. Don't really care about the plot versus something like the Avengers movies that like have a real plot and they have serious moments and moments of levity, et cetera, et cetera. And they've kind of found their balance. I don't think DC has shown me that they can do serious in a way that I care. And you can't just put a filter on it and say, this is serious and put them in the desert. Now Batman has a gun. And all of a sudden now I'm supposed to care about that. Like, that's not good. I'm not enjoying this. This isn't fun. <laughs> and Batman isn't funny. So I have nothing to do here. So I, when they show me they can make those serious moments mean something and make comedy, they'll be in a better spot. But I've only seen movies from the DC that I like. They're like, yeah, it was funny. So I enjoyed it. Like, they made me laugh, but they can't really make me care about Batman's parents again. Like, they can't make the, me care about they can't Superman do it. being it's, dead. We've yeah. seen it too fucking much. Yeah. I think the, I think the problem, I think the problem is, well, not the problem. I think Marvel had the benefit of starting with a superhero that suck it nerds, Iron Man, hadn't been seen in a lot of mass media other than like a few cartoons and like, but they got the benefit of starting with that. They also got the benefit of this character has this irreverent humor built in. So from that point forward, they were able to put dick and fart jokes and stuff in these, (laughs) in these movies. And it just makes sense. You know what I mean? They had that ability. Whereas with Batman and Superman, you've known these since the dawn of time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like Superman's almost as old as America. Like it's yeah, just you can't you can't live in this country and not have seen Batman or Superman like huge media projects at this point. Like it's just not possible. And I think the problem is with those superheroes inherent, and maybe I'm just not in in the form of mass media. The, like there's jokes and stuff, but like it's hard to make jokes out of like the the dark like the darkest character in comic books is like batman you know what i mean 
like his parents died. Ha ha. Like, what are we supposed to, his whole ethos is built around the fact that he like his parents were killed by, by somebody, you know what I mean? And he's just searching and trying to stop crime for that reason. Superman's just like this eternal good character. So you're not going to put these, like I said, dick and fart jokes in this, in this like supposed to be perfect characters life. And I, I just, it's a hard thing that you think that you should be able to make a good Superman movie because it's the most well-known superhero on the planet, but it's just hard now. And I don't, and I think it's just because people it shouldn't are, be as hard as it is though. Yeah. Like that. I think the mistake that they made with Superman is giving it to Zack Snyder, well, which yeah. I mean, you know, like that's not to say Zack Snyder's a terrible director or whatever. I don't want to get into that conversation. But well, we can. But <laughs> I don't like Zack Snyder, but that's fine. Yeah, don't don't come for us nerds. But you know, he doesn't he doesn't make movies for me. Let's say that. Uh, but I think that they gave those projects to Zack Snyder, and Zack Snyder has like a very specific idea and like commentary on the whole superhero thing and honestly it just doesn't feel like he likes superman that much so like he's making this movie that's trying to like kind of take down like the superman mythos and like make this i don't know because he tried he cheats him like jesus i mean kind of until there is so much christ imagery in that in the man of steel movie oh my god go back and watch it it, it, it he makes him look like jesus christ it's crazy and There's then only... you get to batman versus superman and it's like oh yeah superman sucks and he doesn't care about any of us and he's an <laughs> alien and you know we can't trust him we have to have Fox News tell us that he sucks and he's not from here. <laughs> and Batman has to fight him because he's gotten too big for his britches. And one day he'll go crazy and there's nothing we can do about it because he doesn't like us and he's not from here. And it's like, no, fam, like that's not how Superman works. The Superman character is supposed to work because he was like raised in fucking Kansas and yep. like he's he just an all American and he cares about us. All American good guy who gives a fuck. And he's not just like trying to fuck Lois Lane and do nothing else for humans unless he just has to because the monster showed up and no one else can do anything about it. Like that's why Smallville worked. Yeah. I, I agree. Right. Yeah. I agree. When Superman is like actually a dude at the end of it all, it works. But Zack Snyder decided to make him this God amongst men and we have to kind of examine what that means and our relationship to it and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, nah, dude, you could have just made a fun superhero movie where Superman is a nice guy and we like him. We care about him and we think he's cool. But it's, they so, do that. it's so crazy because what DC does, and we've gotten off talking about the actual movie, but like what DC does when you're saying teach with animated stuff is they have made several Superman properties that are incredible in the animated verse, like different versions of Superman, different timelines, all this stuff that are just so much better than what they have put on screen since like Christopher Reeves. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it, it's, it's nuts to me. But anyway, getting all the way back to, to uh, the suicide, the suicide squad. squad, the suicide squad. Um, yeah, man, I think you're talking about the last final act. I think, yeah, when they pumped up when they pumped up the CGI, the CGI looked great. This movie looked fantastic. I'll say that it looked great. But I and thought it, has it was color. 
Yeah. As soon as Color with Star Wars comes out, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that DCEU movies are just like kind of barren and kind of like sepia filtered. This is so cool. That's the so Zack Snyder. That's the Zack so Snyder special. Zack Snyder special. <laughs> he made he made uh, Superman's suit look gray. Like, how do you do that? You know what I mean? <laughs> he took a woman who's known for her red hair and you couldn't even see that her hair was red before. <laughs> No, I just think, I just think that that whole thing. I didn't know, like, and then they just killed Polka Dot Man at the very end too. Whereas, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe they all lived through. And then they just like, I'm a superhero, and they go, what? I was like, I was, I was like, all right, yeah. You're like, okay, we've got some plot armor now. We're in the story. We're with these characters. We're done with people just randomly dying. No, we're not. Fuck, fuck you, Polka Dot Man. Justice for Polka Dot Man. I want him to survive. I love Polka Dot Man. He made the movie for me. I love him. Yeah, I thought he was really good. I, I, I when I will say the coolest part of the movie to me, like one of them. But when he, when Idris puts all of his guns together finally and starts like shooting grenade launcher or whatever, I was like, mm-hmm. that's that's cool. That was actually really cool. Um, it was a great. That whole thing was just a great set piece, and uh. I just realized through that though that King Shark was basically their Hulk stand-in. Yep. You know, yep. big monster. It was basically like their their whole thing. But uh dumb friends. The with the little dumb friends, and then they eat him. I did not like what was the point? They didn't that? make any sense. It was just a comedy bit, but he was just like more dumb friends. <laughs> when they like are abiding him, I was like, well, we just watched this. I guess what was supposed to be a beautiful scene of him dancing with these colorful fish. And then those same fish are just like biting the shit out of him. I was just like, why do we do that? Well, I, I have no idea. How yeah, we got yeah, I don't, I don't think anything came of that. That just, <laughs> I was so confused. They bite him I and then he they, falls out the window and then, and then, then they shoot yeah. him about a hundred times. Yeah. They wanted to do water effects. So they needed a reason for the tank to break. Yeah, there was, there was something that we missed there. There was something that was like, <laughs> we got these fish already rendered. We might as well just throw them in there. Like, whatever. I think they wanted to, I think legitimately they wanted to humanize, like, and make you feel a little bit for the, the shark character that hadn't really said anything besides like hungry the entire like, the entire movie Which you kind of actually get like they kind of make they kind of make him a sympathetic character when like he just can't like relate to the humans or have fun or anything like that which is a good directorial choice because it's like there's no reason you should care about the shark character played by sylvester stallone you know what i mean wait but sylvester stallone played King yeah. Shark. yeah you didn't know that <laughs> Yeah, that was <laughs> that's brilliant. perfect. Yeah, the way he that's... speaks is so perfect. Now I understand it perfectly, though. Yeah, which is a funny thing because Sylvester Stallone must be friends with James Gunn because Sylvester Stallone's in like a bit role in, in Guardians. Guardians 2. Yep, yep. Like he's not even credited, I don't think. He just kind of shows up. <laughs> you're watching it and you're just like, what the fuck is that Sylvester Stallone? So he must be friends with James Gunn, but. Yeah, that is Sylvester Stallone as King Shark. So when he's talking I like I know that. That's amazing. <laughs> when he's talking like hand, it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just it, it it's it's a really funny choice to make the guy that talks like this my name's Rocky, like to just make him the mumbling shark is very funny. That is incredible casting. I that makes me so happy. I did not know that. He's like, a read book, and he's reading it upside down. <laughs> One other thing I want to say about this movie is that 
they do still do a few scenes where it's like, okay, they did that purely for the Hot Topic merch. Like, <laughs> like some of the, this was a bigger problem in like Birds of Prey. It was like the entire time you're just like, okay, this is Hot Topic, the movie, Tumblr gift Bird, set, the movie. Birds of Prey was ridiculous like that. I, I Yeah. <laughs> but in this one, like they toned it down a bit, but it's still definitely there. And I just went to the Hot Topic website. There's like five pages of Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. It's <laughs> so yep. fucking much. Yep, 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 yep. You can tell they were just like, okay, we're going to cash the fuck out one way or another on this wow. movie. We just got to throw in every fucking filter that might entertain the children <laughs> on this fucking movie. Um. Uh, we do have to talk about Harley Quinn uh, strangling a, a woman to, or a man to death with her her thighs. I was very jealous. Incredible. I James Gunn knew what he was doing. James Gunn knew what he was doing. One of like the best kills I've ever seen in a movie. Like it just. You know what it was funny when I it's I, I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I saw that for the first time I was like. Dex is going to mention this on the podcast. <laughs> How can you not? I was I like, do that to me. I wanted to break my neck the same way. It was like, I need it. Oh my God. Marco Robbie snack my neck. Snap I don't my need a neck. neck. With their I don't need a neck anymore, Marco. Please snap my neck, please. Neck. Handcuffed to the ceiling, being tased. Like this is, this is some cake.com shit right here. <laughs> you definitely knew she was a star because they gave her, or the at least the most liked character, because they gave her the most moments. And I will For say, well, sure. they should have. And I'm glad they did. But they yeah. definitely made it a point to like get her isolated and give her her own sort of For sure. they stopped. They stopped the movie for her like twice. Which is... I don't want to hang out with Rick Flagg. I want to hang out with, <laughs> I want to hang out with Margot Robbie. Of course. Exactly. Like, yeah, this. I respect it. But yeah, like the people who were sitting next to me in the theater, that like father and son, I guess, or something like that and they were like whispering to each other like at the beginning of the movie when they're doing like the beach landing scene they're doing like suicide squad normandy or whatever (laughs) and and they were like why is harley quinn here she's like just regular (laughs) and i I was thinking about that the entire fucking movie (laughs) like how how is she a part of this team she's just a rent like a regular harley quinn and rick Yeah, that's the whole thing about Harley Quinn that I that I love. Also, she wasn't introduced until like the 90s, but all of a sudden she's become this sort of huge character. But like she doesn't have any superpowers. She's just a crazy person. And that's her superpower is extreme feminism. That's what comes from the animated (laughs) show. That's her superpower. It's just it's 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 so it's good. She just she does it so well. Like, I don't think she does it so well. I don't know if anybody, and she's only like 30, 31, so she can play that character for forever, but like oh, she does. Yeah, keep she's getting awesome. the back. Keep getting the back. Keep doing it. Yeah. Just keep doing it. I Like I said, I didn't think it was necessary, but when she was like, I legitimately that's when I texted y'all. I was like, this makes Harley Quinn look like a sociopath or a psychopath for the first time in any of these movies. Like in Birds of Prey, she was just sort of like quirky and like weird and you know oh you know and like just weird harley quinn but this is the first time that like the joker ish sort of side character came out of it when she shoots him in the chest and she's like sort of like 
talking to him like crazy eyed and stuff like that. I was like, yep. oh, this is the first time that I've, we I think we've ever seen her as a truly like psychopath, which oh, is that, what she's supposed to be. That scene was so good, by the way. <laughs> and when she's like, can't believe this has a bullet in it. Yeah. I like, I like, okay. Thank you for tying yeah. that up. Thank you for doing that for us, James Gunn. I appreciate that. James Gunn was super self aware about that, where he's just, I, that's the thing I like about James Gunn. Like he gets it and he's a little self aware. I mean, regardless of his previous tweets, but like he is, he is self aware when it comes to his filmmaking. No comment on those tweets. Which is, no which, uh, I will say this Marvel has to feel like the biggest fucking idiots on the planet for being like, Hey, you're not coming. You're we're, we're going to fire you. And then all of a sudden being like, everybody being like for tweets. And then, yeah. and then they're just like, all right, we're going to bring you back. They have yeah, to feel so back, right? Yeah. They have to feel so stupid. Like, and then, obvi- yeah, then the anyway. checks cleared and they were like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Cause nobody really cares. I don't think, but you're like, Oh, you're going to make another gardens movie. Dope. Cool. Yeah, how long were we going to be angry about James Gunn's tweets online? It was going to be that day, maybe two days. And they fired, they fired him. But they fired him immediately. Yeah, when you're on when you're on Twitter, especially as much as we are, it feels like when Twitter is mad at something that everyone is mad at something. But then Twitter will Twitter will stop being mad in like two days, and also nobody else will really know what the fuck you're talking about. You would swear by Twitter that that Chris Pratt was canceled. A thousand times, but he keeps putting out movies that make three hundred million dollars. Yeah, like you, you can't take any like you can take some of Twitter outrage seriously, but like when it comes to canceling people, doesn't happen. I'm almost certain I could ask like random people on the street what they thought about James Gunn being fired. Maybe like James Gunn got fired. (laughs) What are you talking about? I can't even remember. I know there were some creepy tweets about kids, but I can't remember like exactly what the tweets were. And when something is is as well liked as like the MCU, there a very small portion of MCU fans are on Twitter every day, like we are. Like a very small portion. Most of these people are kids, or most of these people are parents of kids who are not on Twitter and don't give a shit about who directed the movie. They just want to see Guardians because they're kids like Guardians. So it makes perfect sense that like most most of MCU fans, most Guardians fans will not know that James Gunn ever was fired, let alone why he was fired. People don't get the, the cast going to bat for him was kind of weird, but also it was just like it just it, it, I don't know. I don't want to didn't Vin Diesel go to bat for him. I, I know Pratt and probably Diesel went to bat. I, I want to say like Zoe, like they all did, like Zoe Saldana and all of them like refused to like work on the movie if it's he wasn't directing it. Vin Diesel that literally ruined our chances of having the rock stay in the fast franchise, right? Forever. Right, but he, but he Vin- fucking defended James Gunn. What the Cancel fuck are we doing, Vin, Vin Diesel? Diesel? Cancel Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> Anybody can say I am Groot. <laughs> they can get Cancel literally Vin anyone Diesel. to do that, and I won't give a fuck. Uh, they can just use his old lines. Like, yeah, just stop. Just use the same ones. <laughs> just get rid of him, please. Get rid of him. Stop letting him talk about things. Oh, I hate Vin Diesel. We didn't talk <laughs> about that. Uh, we, we were saying, oh, I think, like, previous a previous addendum to a previous podcast, we were saying, um oh well think like you know the rocks coming back for uh for you know fast and furious 10 <laughs> no <laughs> he, he 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 made it as much as clear that he fucking hates 
working with Vin Diesel. <laughs> and he was, he was rest and piss is what basically what he said. He's like, I could give a fuck about coming back to that franchise. Basically. He's like, he basically said, I wish them all the best is what he said. <laughs> yeah. Like a, he doesn't need these Fast Furious movies. It was nice to have him in there, but he doesn't. He he's gonna just replace that with some other major film franchise that he can be in as many as he wants to. So he's like, why do I have to keep dealing with Vin Diesel coming on set to tell me you gotta act better when I'm a better actor than Vin Diesel already? No, no, no. Not only act better, it's Fast and Furious. Yeah, like, no, one, no one is coming in here for the fucking acting. Like yeah. that's not why we're here. Yeah, it just also it, he's the Rock. Like <laughs> <laughs> he just acts like the Rock. That's all he does. Like. That's why they brought him here. Also, I don't need this. I don't don't need to take shit from you. Bananas. Bananas that Vin Diesel had the gall, the gall to be like, hey, you got to act better in this fucking $300 million car movie. Like, give me a fucking break. And I'm glad that The Rock was like, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the rock. I could like wake up tomorrow and tweet about Mountain Dew and make like seven million dollars. Like I don't need to do this. No. Somebody needs to find Vin Diesel's old tweets. Somebody <laughs> needs to find those fucking tweets. I'm sick of that man. But yeah, Crazy. back to the Suicide Squad. Oh, we got to talk about. Can we suicide. talk Idris? Yeah, we got to talk about the Suicide Squad because we got to talk about Idris Elba because we got to talk about Idris yes. Elba doing anything, and we also got to talk about. Uh, Dex Hinton getting packed up today, mini pack, because he said that that quote Idris Elba is not a serious actor; he's just British. Can you tell well, us what okay. you meant by that tweet before we talk about Idris? It made you say it made it sound like you said that Idris Elba is not a good actor, which isn't what you were saying. But it, that's how what I read it, it sounded as well. like. Yeah. Okay. So I said Idris Elba is not a good a serious actor; he's just British. What I meant was that, you know, there are some actors and actresses who we see in stuff and we're like, oh, this is going to be good because Daniel Kaluuya's in it. And Daniel Kaluuya is a serious actor who does serious shit and he wins Oscars and we all love him and he's just so talented or whatever. True. And apparently people feel this way about Tom Hanks. I'm, like, I got a lot of like Tom Hanks mentions. Today. That was weird. That was a weird <laughs> shot across the bow. Like, there's Yeah, okay. apparently people feel strongly about you know Tom Hanks and his seriousness and whatever, despite whatever movies he may be in. But anyway, I was just saying that we take Idris Elba way serious, way more seriously than his filmography would suggest that he takes acting, because this man is doing Fast and Furious spinoffs, not even Fast and Furious mainline movies. Just he'll show up for just a spinoff. <laughs> this man played fucking McCavity in Cats. <laughs> Notoriously man, great film, by the way. Uh, that movie is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but so entertaining to watch in a theater full of like just theater nerds who wanted to come see. It's gonna be movie. it's gonna be the next Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's gonna do that anyway. Continue. But yeah, he'll do fucking Fast and Furious spinoff and Cats back to back, and Sonic the Hedgehog two. Not not the original Sonic, like this the man, second one. This man saw how, like, as Knuckles, the the side character, he's not Sonic. Yeah, we we talked about Sonic the Hedgehog back in the day when it came out on this podcast, early days of this podcast. Go listen to that episode. Shout out to Olive Garden when you hear your family. But that movie is like not good. And it was like, fuck yeah, that movie is not good. (laughs) I'll be in the sequel. (laughs) This man did 
what's that animated movie he did that none of us gave a fuck about? Was it Spies in Disguise? Was that him? No, that was Will Smith. Same thing. He did one of these animated movies. Doesn't matter which one. This man do the fucking dark. He did tower the, the dark tower movie. shit with McConaughey, which I'll say is on the same trajectory that you're talking about because Matthew McConaughey doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, like, yeah, Matthew McConaughey will do literally anything. He's just like, just come out here and do whatever. My and, favorite bit about Matthew McConaughey, side note, was uh, a sketch. You can go and find it when he was doing the. He was just basically doing the true detective character over and over and over again. And somebody made a skit about it, and they said. Uh, you know, I visited a shaman that, uh, and I did ayahuasca for 12 days. And he told me this great piece of advice. He said, uh, read the scripts before you do the movies. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I only do good projects. Some I other notable, notable, like just unserious, well, not unserious, but just not serious movies that Idris Elba has been in. Daddy's Little Girls, Tyler Perry, Joy. This man was in this Christmas playing alongside Chris Brown (laughs) was in prom night. He was in the ghost rider sequel with Nicholas Cage Prometheus Pacific Rim. He obviously he was in all the Thor movies. He's like the fourth lead in Thor. Yeah. He's like the IP King. He's just doing IP movies and cashing very fat checks. He should be, he should be appreciated. I love the fact that he'll you know, do it. You know how they movie. say, like, you know how they say, like, one for me, one for one for them? He does, like, 18 for them, one for me. <laughs> the only yeah. movies that are for him are the ones with the massive, massive, massive paychecks. He doesn't really care what the movie is. Um, he doesn't give about a fuck what the movie uh, you know, is. He, he dedicates you know, himself for the two months he's on set and he goes to get another check. I, I respect it. He puts in good performances in these shit movies, but I say he, he will do anything because he was in NBA 2K20. Like this dude will do any, <laughs> but yeah, we like we think about Idris Elba as like this elite actor, and he needs like to be getting all these like super serious roles or whatever, and acting his ass off. And like he's good. This is not Idris Elba slander. I think Idris Elba is great, and I will watch him do just about anything. I went and saw Cats. Like I, I am who I am. <laughs> I bought Idris NBA Two K Twenty. Idris Elba, not a serious actor. I think it's so fascinating because it's like there are some people that do these kind of movies, but you know that they don't have any real acting chops, so they didn't really have another a route that they could go. Vin Diesel was never going to become like a some dude who went to Juilliard and some dude who was acting in like B-movies that are indie B-movies that were made for $15 million but have incredible performances. That was never going to be Vin Diesel's path. Mm-hmm. Idris Elba kind of has the acting chops to where he could have done what he wanted to, but he's just like, I could be The Rock. Why would I want to be... Why would I want to be fucking? Why would I want him to not Kalu- make money? Kaluuya? Yeah, why do I want yeah. him not make money for this shit? Yeah, he's yeah, like, I, 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 I can wait, rock. like, I'm hot. <laughs> I, can yeah. do I don't want to be Jared Leto. I want to. I want to be The Rock. Like, yeah. I, I'm. I'm good looking. You know what I think it is? Is 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 that that people love him because and it's women love him especially because he's hot and he's British, like you were saying. And people are like, oh shit, this dude. This dude's Fantastic. got it. He's got yeah. it. I don't. I like, don't know whatever. what it is, but he's got it. I can go try to win Oscars and be super talented and make X amount of dollars, or I can be The Rock and I can make as much money as I want to, and I can be acting in the dumbest movies ever, and I can live in the biggest house that money can buy. Which is crazy because be you know that he can act because he's been in two elite TV shows. Facts. Uh, like Luther and The Wire. And the Wire. 
And then people still swear by the wire. And I think that's very funny that you were talking about that, uh, Dex. What were you saying? That was 20 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, Stringer Bell has been dead for 17 years, guys. It's been a long time since it just yeah. was Stringer Bell. <laughs> yeah, and Luther, by all, it's it's funny because Luther's only like twenty episodes. I love what British people do with their TV shows, where it's just like, all right, we're gonna have five episode seasons over seventeen years. <laughs> yeah, like it's Luther crazy. just stopped filming in twenty nineteen. There's only like ten episodes. Yeah, there's like next to nothing in Luther, and also. Luther also gets kind of ridiculous like, towards yeah. the end of it, from uh, what I remember. But yeah, I mean, he'll he'll literally do anything. But then he like will pump out like one of my, like I said, was one of the best Netflix original movies. One of the uh, an incredible performance that I think he was robbed of an Oscar for. Beast of No Nation is one of the best performances that I've seen in. He was really good in in this decade. So like, it's just he has the chops but i think it's just like he cares about like djing and shit more than like he he cares about acting like acting is like like his his actual job like his nine to five where it's just like you know my nine to five is doing news and stuff like that and like i come on here and podcast he's like but my real passion is dj <laughs> now that i'm looking at it honestly beast of no nation might have been the point where he was like you know what fuck it if i'm not getting yeah if i'm not getting if i'm not getting getting over that yes beast of no nation might have been the exact moment where he was just like you know i don't even fuck what they think about me i'm gonna get this fucking money (laughs) it really might be because he plays like a, a a true piece of shit in that in that movie and everybody was like, yeah, it was before they started giving Netflix actual Oscar nominations. They're like, is he good enough to get an Oscar nomination? He was the starting point of that. And then he didn't. And then I, so he must have been like, fuck this. He's like, All right. So <laughs> we, we chase him checks and he's been doing that ever since. Also, have any of y'all seen he was in a Mandela movie? Did any of y'all watch that? I didn't. Watch that. I didn't know. <laughs> That's not the Mandela movie that I watched. Yeah. I saw Invictus or whatever that Matt Damon one was called. Yeah. But yeah, Idris Elba as Nelson Mandela in Mandela Long Walk to Freedom. If any of you have seen it, please tweet us. Let us know how I'm it sure was. he's great in it. And that I'm was sure like when that nobody. was like when like three Martin Luther King movies came out in the same year. I think that was the <laughs> same year that Invictus came out. Yeah, I we can only ever honor like one black person at a time. Through yeah. film and Nelson have, Mandela had his we, moment. We have to choose. We have to choose which which of these films. <laughs> yeah, apparently Emmett Till is going to have his moment next year, mm. which is strange. Who's playing Emmett Till? Someone no. I don't know, but probably an unknown because he was young. But like, also, oh, I, super young. I, I don't want to watch that. That's going I to be an extremely okay. rough watch. A, a tough hang right there. It's going to be an extremely tough watch. I am okay. Thank you guys. Tej at a Tej at a party, us, but. TJ at a party. Hey, y'all want to watch the Emmett Till movie? <laughs> I'm just going to put that on for a date night. Hey, yeah. Emmett Till movie? We gotta watch great. This. Yeah, you're just watching Lovecraft Country, and then all of a sudden it's like, we're at Emmett Till's funeral. Oh! <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> why? Why are we here? I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Just the same year. Like, sue me. Same thing as like 12 Years of Slave or anything like that. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to watch my white guilt. Won't let me watch that, man. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Like 12 years of slave roots. Like 
I'm just not doing all these slave movies like the Underground Railroad like TV show that apparently is pretty good. It looks fantastic. I'm not I'm not doing it. I am not doing any slave movies except for Django, which is the greatest film of all time. That Janelle Janelle Monet horror film, like whatever it was called. I'm not doing that. The weirdest plot twist of all time. I'm not doing that. Antebellum. Antebellum, that's what it was. Yeah, I'm good. No, thank you. No, uh Final thoughts on on the Suicide Squad. I'd watch another one. It was fun. I don't and think they'll, I don't I don't think they'll do it. I really don't. I think they're done. Probably. Really? Yeah. I well, I'm definitely gonna watch the Peacemaker series because John Cena is awesome. Go John Cena. I'm in. Yeah. Um, I that thought it that was shot weird. that shot. Oh, sorry, that shot of him shooting through his bullet. That was incredible. Cool. That was cool. And I, I like how they built to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how they like kind of foreshadowed that and built to that. I like how. What do you uh, think about him falling down the tears? I thought that was kind of a funny bit. He just kept yeah. doing it. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't work for me. But I was like, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Anyway, Dex, sorry, I like I've been how, uh, like Ratcatcher and what's his name, Bloodsport, Idris Elba. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> how they were like on the bus, like talking about how they were going to save each other or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they save each other. I was like, okay, cool. I like a little foreshadowing. That's great. I think giving him the fear of being afraid of rats is like just a kind of funny or good sort of thing where he's like, my dad locked me in a box with a rat. I'm not going to lie, though. She's like she's like thousands of rats on the millions of rats on this island. Like because you're waiting for her moment because she doesn't really do a lot in the thing. And you're waiting. And also her rat sidekick friend was really funny. I thought and I heard somebody on another podcast say if they killed that rat, I was going to riot. Which it was like, like I don't, I don't like rats as a just as a as principle on principle. I don't like rats, but like that rat was cute. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I fuck with what's his name. I don't, remember. yeah, and but like her moment. So in that being the thing that takes down the starfish was, I think, uh, yeah, that was pretty. <laughs> T just fighting with a dog, um, but sorry, no, you're good. That being the thing that that takes down the starfish, I think was like kind of telephoned in, but like you could kind of see it from a while uh, or, or coming from a mile away. But also, Idris Elba is like in the fetal position. I would be too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot of rest. Fuck that's, that. That's Fuck, Fuck that. Black plague. Oh no. I was just like, how how do you people live on this island with this many fucking rats? Like, I just... ugh. Uh no, they're on an island. The rats gotta go somewhere, man. I'm like, just I would just rather die to the starfish headbands. Like I don't, I don't need to try and rebuild my city just knowing there's millions of rats. Right. <laughs> also, I will say this: them making that like the starfish like face sucker things being like permanent, like that actually kills you. I think that was a good twist because it's like. Several of these movies will be like, oh, where the starfish dies and it comes off and all the all the people know, are all alive the people and... are alive. And it's like, no, you see in the experiments that they're conducting that if you cut the starfish off, like you're cutting their face off. They go. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was a good sort of little twist. Like it was actually there's collateral damage. You know what I mean? Yeah. But all right. The last thing that I was going to say about this movie is that I definitely thought that Amanda Waller had died 
and I was <laughs> kind of disappointed yeah. what she had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking. She got beamed. domed. Yeah, she got <laughs> domed. <laughs> I mean, big time. Um, I didn't think their I didn't think that their whole sort of that group was as funny as I thought it was gonna be. Like when the dude was like, "We got a fucking kaiju in this bitch," I was like, "Oh come on!" Like you trying a little little hard here. Um, I thought they were hilarious, bro. And like yeah. taking bets on who would live and who would die. That like, that was funny. Yeah, that was. I funny. was like, I yep, this is office culture. <laughs> All right, we are going to do. Uh, I'm going to just say bad movies that we think should be remade. Yes. Draft. A do-over bad. draft. A do-over draft. A do-over. All right. Right after this ad break from Apollo Houston. All right. Let's go. Dex. T. Droiden. Let's do it. I'm not going to lie. Tweet these. I'll go back and tweet them tomorrow. But No, you won't. But that's fine. <laughs> I will. Damn it. I mean, like 18, dra- 18 drafts. <laughs> like, like, you hadn't tweeted. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm a fuck up, but that's what hey, I will tweet. Social media czar over here going going viral and then oh, getting packed up the next day. Crazy turn of events for you. Just wild. <laughs> it's summer league for the tweeters, too. All right. We're just giving <laughs> shots up. Try to see what works. Try to see what they try to build. Uh, trying to build chemistry. Build good amazing. habits. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so movie do overdraft first overall pick. I wasn't expecting that at the first pick. So I, like the pick that I'm gonna make is probably not first overall pick. Where are they? Bit of a reach, but it's Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> A really movie that came out like just a couple years ago. I think it was 2019 or 2018. It was right before the pandemic, I think. Yeah. And like it was it was decent, but it could have been so much better. Like they there was a lot of things that they just kind of fumbled like at the two yard line and they were almost there. Uh but I did like the movie and I think I saw that it was originally gonna have a sequel, like that it got greenlit. Well, they made it for like 150 million dollars. They they needed that movie to have a sequel. Yeah, and I think like even after it kind of flopped, they were still going to do a sequel. But then the pandemic happened, so I'm not sure if they're still going to do a sequel. Or Was that, that a James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez joint? Like, what a weird pairing. I thought it was Spielberg. Wait, did you say it 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 cost 150 million dollars? They needed a sequel. Like, if it flopped, why would you make a sequel to a movie that cost 150 million dollars and didn't do well? Why would you make that? Critics liked it. I think it just did not like it. It was like a thousand percent CGI. You know what I mean? Like it was just all CGI. Um, so it just had that sheen. And I think people are like, nah. Well, you know, it, it cost 170 million to make. It made a worldwide gross of 404 million. So it like did. It made its money back, but like not. They were expecting like a billion, new billion dollar property or whatever. Yeah, they didn't get rid of that. But. It was a James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez joint. What a weird pairing. Yeah. That's why they gave them a $150 million budget, because those two guys were involved. But they I did like the movie. It was really cool. The action was really cool. The CGI, it was a ton of CGI, but like it was, it was decent. It looked good. Uh, the, the story was good enough. The character, Alita, she's really cool. It just, Huge like, cast. just didn't all come together quite right. And I think 
if they make a sequel, I hope it's like a soft reboot kind of thing, or it's like I would watch them just do a do-over of that movie. I thought it like had a lot of potential. Huge cast: Christoph Waltz, Jennifer Connelly, Mahershala Ali, Ed Screen, uh, Rose yeah. Salazar, who has been in a in a few things, but this was our first big, big role. That's kind of stinks for her, anyway. All right, Tej. This is the easy one for me for my uh, first choice of the draft. I'm taking the Purge franchise. Best idea ever. The execution's always shitty. I still watch them because I like the idea so much. But I, I, the movies are just bad. Like, they're not well acted. They're, like, not very well written. They're just, like, not very good. First but one's fine, so cool. but they've, back. they've jumped the shark. They've, it's, they've gotten so bad. So I just want to start over with a new director, new vision, like like uh, a couple A-list actors, not just like we're going to keep bringing in B and C-list actors. Give it some a, a real budget. Make another Purge movie with people we like. Uh, call Idris. I know that guy's going to answer the phone. You just got to pay him. <laughs> He'll fucking Boom. do it right now. <laughs> He'll fucking you, be on set tomorrow. You know why they won't do it? Because that is like the crown jewel of the Blumhouse market. Yep. It is the crown jewel of we struck gold with the, this concept the first time for like $7 million yep. and a lightly we made used $60 million yeah. because of this no, they made a lot thing. of money off that first, like uh, a lightly used Ethan Hawk. That's who was in that movie. <laughs> lightly used. And it was just like, it was a weird time in Ethan Hawk's career, but uh, that movie, hold on the purge. Came out in 2013. Oh, shit. They've been doing this for eight years. <laughs> Holy oh, hell. Uh, $3 million. Yeah, $3 million eight, $90 million gross. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. And they have just completely just gone up from there. The the, the next movies just make more money. Yep. And they make them like PG-13 or even like a soft R for a reason. Because like 17-year-olds just go see this. 16-year-olds go see these movies. They'll never reboot that franchise. Not so once. It, it makes me, I wish we could get really good movie makers making movies in the space or with that concept. I just like the concept so much, but the movies are just like, oh, it's fine. They're enjoyable, but I, I, I'm, I'm the problem because I'm the one going to see all these movies. And so I'm always going to be there. So they're just going to keep making these cheap movies because I always watch them. I just enjoy them. So. Never seen, never seen in it. Never seen them. I watched one of them, like just. A random movie night with friends in college like they just put it on and yeah it was really dumb but like we had a good time <laughs> the purge seems like one of those scripts that was like thrown around in hollywood that was like on the blacklist or whatever uh for scripts best scripts that haven't been made or whatever for years and then like jason blum got his grimy hands on it it was just like, <laughs> was like i'm gonna make this for for three million dollars and we're gonna make a fucking killing, and the, <laughs> and they just like butchered it, you know. Anyway, my uh, my first pick. If you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, we're the only podcast that talks about this movie in time. Yeah, I knew you were gonna pick uh, another another high concept movie that just was the worst. It was just the worst poorly executed movie ever. Like incredible social commentary of well of the welfare state and i mean you're literally paying for things with 
your lifespan. Mm-hmm. Like that's an awesome concept. And they just fucked it up with it like a so ju- hard. In yeah. 2021 oh, <laughs> oh my God. Well, it was like with, with just like a Justin Timberlake movie. They just made it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Bro, you know can I mean? you imagine like the conversation? Like if that movie was made in 2021 and hit Netflix tomorrow, like. <laughs> right. 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 Netflix movie. Everyone would watch it. A, they would lie and say a billion people watch the movie. And then you would. And but it would be talked about online and it'd be talked about for about a good week. And uh, which is about as well as you can say for like the you can do for yeah the news cycle. (laughs) There'd be like eighteen memes based on it, and be like, "Oh man, had to pay for my coffee today," and be like somebody scanning their arm or whatever. (laughs) But like, I just, it's such a good concept, man, and they just fucked it up. Um, We don't. It's such a good one. That's a really good decision because the concept is so dope. uh, My next one is. All right. Uh, the last, what was the last Star Wars that they made? Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Remake that shit right now. Just yeah. say that that last movie didn't count. Just say, LOL, that didn't count. It's yeah. Really uh, we, we're just joking, guys. Just joshing. We're just joshing. What a piece of shit film, man. Oh, I hate that movie. We're I talking was about, so oh. angry, man. I, I've never been more disgusted, I think, leaving. Like, we've talked about it incessantly on the podcast. We don't have to, like, like do it a lot but like i never been more angry leaving i felt like they thought we were stupid oh you mean when they had a, a palpatine and that whole storyline that happened in a video game that none of us play what the fuck are we doing well i came to watch a film you're telling me that the the stuff that happened before this film happened on fortnite i don't play fortnite what the fuck is <laughs> happening i'm in a star I, wars movie what, what is happening i felt like they thought like like and I don't know because I don't even think Star Wars because that's what Star Wars nerds wanted. And I don't even think they liked it. Yeah, they did this thing where they were like, okay, some people were very upset about The Last Jedi. And, you know, some people liked it. A good movie. Suck my I dick. It was fine. I, I thought, did not think it was the greatest movie ever. I thought it was fine. I'm not like a Star Wars person or whatever, but to me, The Last Jedi is some heat, bro. Like, mm-hmm. watched There's it some good again shit recently. in that film. And that shit was so dope. But yeah, they were like, there was a lot of controversy with the last Jedi. So we're gonna, you know, try and go back to play play the hits. And we're gonna <laughs> get all the old people back. Palpatine is back in this bitch. You know, there's romance here that wasn't here before. Y'all are gonna love this shit. We're getting rid of Rose. Fuck Rose, she sucks. Like, we're just not <laughs> we're not gonna talk that to Finn anymore. Woman. That poor woman. They <laughs> and they did all that shit and everybody was like, no, this is worse. Why, why'd you do that? <laughs> Even the neck beers that they tried to appease were like, no, we hate this fucking film. Like, you yeah. didn't, they didn't make anybody happy. <laughs> they were like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> and even like, so even like the people that want to just go see a good, good sci-fi movie like me, which I love Star Wars. Like I've loved Star Wars. My dad showed me Star Wars when I was younger. Like we went out of our way to go see The Phantom Menace when we were young and it just i'll never forget how excited my dad actually was like side note to go see the phantom menace when that came out and how like disappointed he was leaving the theater (laughs) (laughs) like i was only like six or something but i'll never forget him be like oh shit the (laughs) the pain in his eyes you saw like damn dad 
like Jar Jar Binks <laughs> farting and shitting on screen, and he was like, God, <laughs> "Fuck!" <laughs> I waited 28 years for this. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but like, it it really did. Like, and it wasn't Disneyfication. wasn't anything. They just failed so hard. It's crazy. And everyone, yeah, even the neck beards were like, eh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> insanity not going into a trilogy with a set storyline is a wild ass move that should have been the biggest movie of all time like that movie should have been shitting on endgame and yeah Vitar's box office it's Facts. a fucking star wars closer <laughs> and they just fumbled it so badly <laughs> i will say this which is a really weird sort of bit of trivia <coughs> that i've learned uh, China doesn't fuck with Star Wars like you think. Oh, like they don't give a fuck. They it, they just didn't get the original run of start like in seventy nine or whenever it came yeah. out. No, seventy four when it came out, they just didn't get the original like run of it. So like with reason that in game and like event they've always gotten event Marvel shit. Always, it's, it's just ingrained now. With Star Wars, it's like not that big. I mean, it's big, but it's not like what you would think. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's kind of a weird sort of thing. Those movies, I mean, the last movie still made a billion dollars. So like J.J. Abrams is... Should have made at least two. Like, yeah. If Star Wars nerds wanted to rewatch that movie, like just the American ones, that movie would have made $2 billion. But they watched it and were like... This shit sucks. I never want to think about it ever again. <laughs> never watching that movie again. That's that shit stinks. I will never watch that film again. It doesn't exist on my birthday. Shout out anyway. to John Boyega. I watched Attack the Block for the first time the other day. Uh, that dude deserves a lot more praise because he handled himself incredibly well in the face of just getting cut out of a movie he was supposed to be a star of. Oh, oh. I just it, got so triggered again. Anyway, <laughs> Tej, next right. pick. Uh, my next pick is The Irishman. I don't hate the Irishman. It's a I fucking stinks. I hate that movie. But why did we have to have a four-hour film with old people when we could just make a very good film, a very compelling film that's two hours with young people? I, like I just, I want, I wanted it to be so much. I, I was so excited for this film. It did not give me anything. I like it more than most people, but it's bad for all the reasons that people didn't like it. I wish we could just start it over and do the Irishman again. The concept is so cool. There's so much good shit there. There's such a good story there. Like the actual book that it's based on is amazing. I just wish that we could make a much better film out of it. So I'm going to go with the option. That movie stinks, bro. I'm sorry. Movie's I wanted very, to like it so bad, man. Movie's that bad. Was made for me. And it's just, I still couldn't, I could not do it, bro. I will argue to I'm blue in the face that that movie is actually bad. Yeah, like I get what people want to see in that movie where they're like, oh, it's his retrospective of Scorsese's career. And he's like, got the whole gang together and they're just reminiscing on blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's not, that's not good though. Like, that's not. Shutter that's not Island. Shutter Island deserved to be nominated for 10 Oscars before the Irishman deserved to be nominated for 10 Oscars. When Robert De Niro beats up the dude outside the grocery store and you can physically see that he's not actually making contact with that he's 80 that he's 80 you can see that, that? A, a piece of me died i said oh I, I, like i'm like this is the worst moment of my life it they're was just, awful it was awful i mean keep pacino 
keep De Niro, keep I'm, I'm, I love seeing Joe Pesci back on the screen. It's incredible. After finally watching Goodfellas, <laughs> I love seeing yeah. Joe Pesci on the screen. But just let them play old people. Don't yeah, let them play, play the old people. people. Let, yeah, yes. no, really, don't let like get DiCaprio in there to play a younger version of De Niro or something like that. Like pay the money. You know what I mean? Just like do that instead of like aging them down, which I know we've been trying to do, and they do it well in Marvel movies. But you're not asking like Martin Sheen to run around and kick people in the face. And there's already CGI and hair in, in Marvel movies. Whereas yeah. with the Irishman, like we want this one just to feel real. Like just hire some young people to play the young versions of these old people that are the stars of the movies. We saw it in the Godfather. Like they didn't hide, they didn't fucking de-age somebody for the gut. Well, obviously they couldn't have. <laughs> but like just hire somebody else. Like it doesn't, I, oh. I just I wanted so much more from that film. So also, yeah. this movie, like this is not a story and not a framing of a story that needs to be a three hour movie. Like nope. we, yeah, we, didn't need this. we don't need it's to get 20, into 20. We don't we care don't, about Jimmy Hoffa. We don't know who that is. We don't need to get into the minutia of unions. We don't know who that is. <laughs> like for li- people, me and Royden's age, Jimmy Hoffa is the old guy who got disappeared. That's all we know about <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa. He went into the forever box and never came back. We never found him. Yeah, like we don't <laughs> give a fuck about Jimmy Hoffa. Why are you doing this? What fuck that movie, man? I'm so uh, anyway, all right, Dex. All right, so this one is a famous TV show that they tried to make it to a movie and failed because they gave it to the wrong person. The Last Airbender. Hell yeah. The, fuck the, yeah. The, fuck that movie. It's been so good. Uh, that who movie, made, who that movie, movie should have been so good. Uh, you want to know who M. directed that movie? M. Night uh, Shyamalan. I have no comment on M. Night Shyamalan. I, I'm going to refuse to acknowledge these. Like they, they mispronounced his name. They like, I don't know. They tried to change the rules of how like the bending works in movie in the movie for no reason that made no sense. They like it's just it's just so bad. It it's bad as a movie. It's bad as an adaptation of the source material. It's like it's it just stinks. And like, I I honestly don't know how you would make an Avatar: The Last Airbender movie that is like based on the original story or whatever. It's like just repackaging it, trying to cut it down. But you can do it way better than M Night Shyamalan did it. That's like regarded as one of the worst movies of all time. It's one of the first movies that I can remember. It's one of the first movies I can remember going to the theaters and being disappointed because like I was a child when this movie actively (laughs) hating. That's (laughs) yeah. yeah. Well, I was like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> oh, this isn't fun at all. Because <laughs> that movie came out in what, like 2008 or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Or no, it came out. In they gave this to M. Night Shyamalan after he did The Village. Yeah, that's fucking, <sighs> that's criminal. That's a criminal decision. Viacom, answer for your sins, please. <laughs> Which is crazy because now they're doing, now they're doing um, a live action Netflix show on this and the creators left because they're like this doesn't the creators of the original animated show left and said this doesn't fit with our vision they did the same thing in the in the first or in the in the live action movie movie. yeah they did the same thing and they're like 
yeah, this doesn't really fit with our vision. You're changing our vision. That means this show's going to suck yeah. ass. <laughs> like, the, the studios need to stop calling them if they're trying to change their material and say, let's just get somebody to make what you guys think we should make. Let's try that. You've already made this thing that people like. We might as well just defer to you and try to listen to you. If, if they're walking out, probably stop calling them and stop trying to make their fucking thing into a, something else. And like they they fucking it, knocked it out of the park already, man. There's like one of the zero bad episode one of the of Avatar. one of the me, like I I I watched it when I was a kid, but like not in full. Like Caitlin made me rewatch it. It's still it, like it holds up as an adult. That's crazy. That just shouldn't it's happen. So fucking good. It's like rated TV Y. Like it's rated like TV youth. You know what I mean? It's just like and you go back and you watch it, and you're like, I'm having a great time watching this show. It's, it's it, it really is. To this day, hasn't aged a bit. Like even the animation doesn't look that old. Like going back and watching it now, but yeah, they should have been able to make that so much a better movie. And my next pick, this is one I'm not going to talk about nearly as much because I don't care about it nearly as much. But I am number four. Oh that yeah! Movie, oh yeah! That movie should have been so good. And it just wasn't. Oh yeah! I remember watching the trailers for that movie. It was like during the middle of the YA craze, and I was like. Yeah, when oh, they were just adapting gonna... every single YA yeah. novel into a movie. They wanted that movie to be so fucking... They wanted that... They wanted it to be, like, 18 movies. Yeah, and it, like... It was a decent concept. Like, there was some cool action or whatever. And, like, you'll if you tweet about it now, you'll get people who are searching for I Am Number 4 content on Twitter and who will tell you <laughs> that this movie is actually good. But it's not. And it should have been. And, like... There's like superpowers and a lot of guns and like car crashes and shit. And it's like, it should be a good movie and it's just not. And it would be much better in 2021. Anyway, it wasn't actually better. And it just came out in 2021. They put it on Netflix with, you know, actors we've heard of. People watch it anyway and enjoy it a lot more. Back when we were trying to make Alex Pettifer a thing. Yeah, he definitely not a thing. He was also in In Time, apparently, like right yeah. after. <laughs> they were putting every hot person in that movie. So many hot people were in that movie. Anyway, Tej, next pick. My next pick is um, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. What? Really? I thought people liked that movie. I, I hated it. <laughs> and it also didn't make, it didn't make its money back. So maybe people did like it, but not enough people saw it. Also, I do not like Charlie Hunan or whatever, however you say that man's name. Charlie Hunt. Oh, Hunt. no, you, oh. Sorry, I was thinking of, never mind. I was thinking of the kids movie, King Arthur, that came out right after. Oh, that. no, no, no. This is the Charlie Hunted one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like a Guy Ritchie movie, Arthur. which is crazy. Yes, yes. I like the story of King Arthur. I think that there's been a lot of good media made about King Arthur. I was excited for this film. I just don't like Charlie Hunnam, and I just didn't. I'm not really a big guy, Richie fan either, if I'm being honest. So uh, I just, it didn't do anything for me. And I was just like, this story is so cool. I kind of wish that we could do it better and make some money off of it. But Charlie Hunnam, they were betting on him being a movie star, and I wasn't. But I also did not like Sons of Anarchy. So he was never really somebody who really interested me very much. Half of that movie looks like it's from a video game cutscene. <laughs> That's another thing. That's another thing. It, it, it's weird. It's. It, it, it's weird. It, it's just a weird movie. <laughs> uh, Why can't they make good King Arthur adaptation? <laughs> you know what's funny is like I remember really liking the uh, Clive Owen King Arthur mm-hmm. movie back in the day, and going and looking back on it, you would be shocked how that is reviewed. 
People hated that movie. That's like a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I just got that. People hated it. Yeah. And then there was that one with Jamie Foxx and what's his name? Taron Ederkin. Yeah. Like, oh, I forgot about that. Everyone did. Nobody saw it in the first place and it wasn't good. But like, they just can't make good King Arthur movies. <laughs> the King Arthur movie sponsored by Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> um, Apparently people like The Green Knight, which is kind of a King Arthur-ish. It's Arthurian. T- yeah, it's an Arthurian tell, but like... Yeah. I, I uh, don't like that movie that much. But we I, I want to watch it, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next pick is uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Fight me, nerds. I uh, I think that movie could have been way better. That's a great choice. That, I hate that film. I think, I think, like, people like, like, I've gone back and like, it's not that bad, Dex. <laughs> I've been like, it's not that bad. It could have been better. <laughs> that's, it is that's that a, bad. Yeah, it, it could have been they made in the, the if you go back and watch the trailer, just go back and what like Josh Whedon should be cry, tried for crimes against humanity. They go back and watch that trailer. The I have no strings on me trailer, and James Spader's voice is the most minute. I have no strings on me. It's just <laughs> the, the most menacing voice I've ever heard in my entire life. Incredible, and they just made him like do piss and shit jokes. I'm sorry, bro. That movie is no, it's bad. It's, sorry, it's so much better than you remember it being. Nope, nope, no, it's not. <laughs> it definitely is. It's aged so well. Listeners, if you haven't watched Age of Ultron in a minute, go watch it again after seeing the latest work in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you will understand that Kevin Feige is a visionary. He had the game plan all along. He laid the foundation. He put in the work, and then it paid off later. Teach back me up here. That movie should have been better. I hate it. I hate it. They had this sentient. They had a sentient. Oh, really? I hate. That's the part that everybody else likes more than me. I do not like this fan performance at all. They had a sentient AI, a menacing sentient AI, and they made him do like fart and dick jokes, like killing me. Come on, come the fuck on. It's good. It's good, damn it. Uh, my ne- Wait, did you did you say the Jamie Foxx movie was the King Arthur? Did you, is, oh, it was, uh, it was. It wasn't King Arthur. Robin, 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 Robin Hood. Hood. Okay, I was confused. I was like, wait, did I miss something? But I was like, oh, that's Robin Hood. Okay, I'm tripping. That movie, the uh, Russell Crowe Robin Hood, is another one that I could put on here for movies that should be remade. But uh, yeah, just all those like olden days white people stories, like they just don't have good adaptations. Let's. <laughs> Oh, what a term for that, man! What do I? The last go? good one was like Gladiator. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. Uh, uh, shit! What do I want to go with here? Because there's, there's a few you could like put like a lot of Will Smith stuff in here. Yeah. yeah. I, my my last choice is a Will Smith film, so I hope that you don't steal my Will Smith choice. Um, man, give us the hottest, spiciest one that people will be the most upset at. Oh, um, well, shit. I already gave you star. <laughs> I already gave you Star Wars because knew that will upset some people. I don't really have a spicy one. I I will say, 
okay, I'll, I'll do this because I still love this movie, but they could have done it better. I am legend needs to needs a better work. Okay. Yeah, I am legend. So much potential there. There's so much. potential. I am there. legend deserves like an all time Will Smith performance, by the way, in a bad movie. Oh yeah, a mediocre movie. Like it's it, a mediocre movie. Yeah, it could have been better. Especially like how they did the zombie things. Make those better. You gotta do better than that, man. You gotta do better. You gave Will Smith everything he gave, and he gave you everything too. And then and the movie made, made a lot of money and like got decent reviews. But the, the zombies in that are so bad, like. I think that was one of the last great Will Smith performances, to be honest. And that was like in 2007. Although I think... Man, who would have thought that that would be one of the last great performances we saw of Will Smith at that time? You uh, yeah, no. What, he was on such a heater. I think King Richard's going to be great, but... I hope so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to... I am legend. You need you need to just get Will Smith back. Do it again. I don't care. Like, <laughs> just like... Do the same movie, last... but redo the zombies. Go ahead. My last pick is also a Will Smith movie, and it's a movie that sucks. It's awful. It's called Hancock. It's a terrible. Oh uh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. before the twist happens in Hancock, it is awesome. It is perfect. I was loving every second of this film, and then about thirty minutes into this film, the twist happens, and it becomes a complete piece of shit. I, I that feeling of being on that high, being like Will Smith has done it again. This is fucking awesome. He's cussing. He's drinking. He's a fucking superhero. I love this shit. And then this was happened. It was like, oh, this is the worst movie of all time. I, I <laughs> wish that we could do that film again, but let's just hang out with Will Smith being a drunk superhero, doing like stopping people from committing petty street crime. I would watch that for two hours. I rarely also- say this. I rarely say this. Take Charlize out of that movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we love Charlize. Don't, don't get me wrong. But that whole twist is so stupid. I just want to hang out with Will Smith. Like, I... I I, I could not believe the Will Smith, Jason Bateman, buddy cop thing is. It was so awesome. good. And then that movie we came out. That movie came out on my birthday. So I, we were like, let's go to the movies for my birthday. We went to watch Hancock, me and my mom, my dad, my little brother. And we got out of the movie and my parents, like we're sitting in the front seat of the car. They're both like, that fucking sucked. <laughs> 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 well, you know, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy about that movie. Is that it visibly runs out of money? <laughs> like you rarely see that. Like there is rumors are swirling around that movie. It made its money back and then some, like just on the back of Will Smith. Like that's how big his star was at this time. He was just sucking in like he was incredible. Like he was just franchise. He was he was he was the rock basically for a for a time. And for young people that don't know, uh, but Will Smith was big. <laughs> Um, but that movie visibly runs out of money. It's so crazy. Like the CGI is bad. Like they kind of like rush the rest of the story. Is that a Peter Berg movie? The guy that yeah. I wish we could do it again. I just want to hang out with Will Smith. But again, that goes back to this angst that I feel about the latter half of Will Smith's career. Just like this dude was a fucking meteor. Like he, he, like he was everything. And then for whatever reason, due to his choice in scripts or just bad luck or whatever the fuck, we just like did not get the second half of Will Smith's career that we deserved. And it, it, it frustrates me because I love Will Smith. 
I'm I'm ready for a 50 plus like late career rebound for Will Smith. I, I hope that King Richard is the start of him doing smaller, serious roles where he's really showing the acting chops and stops trying to be an action star. Like there's nothing wrong with transitioning. He's a fantastic. I'll I'll hold firm that I mean, like he is a movie star. Mm-hmm. Like I will hope, but I will also hold firm that like he is. It's the same thing with Tom Cruise. Like, exactly, exactly. He's a great actor. Fantastic actor. Yep. But I also will, a movie star. But also, it's a weird paradigm that he's in. But yeah, the Hancock but Yeah, was, like, like we were saying, we're never going to watch a movie and be like, wow, Will Smith disappeared into this role. No, he didn't. He can still win that. He can still win an Oscar for that shit, but like, it was a great performance. But yeah, it's Will Smith. Um, Hancock was, and, and I heard this on another podcast, Lights, Camera, Pod. Um, that I was listening to today and they were kind of doing the same thing as us. They didn't do a draft, but they were asking their viewers for that. And somebody said Hancock and the, the host said that was one of the first superhero films in a long time. That was like, Oh, superheroes can also be pieces of shit. And that yes. was such a great concept. I thought the concept was so cool. It's like, he's a superhero, but he's just like a complete piece of shit. I loved it. He's a drunk asshole. Like that's <laughs> awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it just, and what would happen if he just unabated, like, a, what Superman just hated himself? Yes. He's Incredible. Like, Superman fell into depression and was living a life that was extremely harmful to his physical well-being, but also, like, saving people. Sign mm-hmm. me up for that. I'm in. Start of that movie is incredible. He, like, rips the back off of a car. He, like, uh, yeah, he smashes a train. Is yeah, incredible. Next final two picks. It's my just last pick. I don't have two picks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I I don't I don't have a second one. Final eight but picks, Dex. <laughs> my last pick is another like very recent movie that just should have been so so much better. It had literally everything. It had the cast. You would have thought it had the director. It had the music guy from Game of Thrones and Westworld. This movie had every fucking thing and like just was not good at all. It's a wrinkle in time. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I, I got blocked by Ava DuVernay on Twitter for saying that. I hope <laughs> for real. I said, that's amazing. I said like, this was before the movie even came out. I was like, if a wrinkle in time is trash, Y'all are gonna have to explain like some of this Ava DuVernay hype that I've been hearing, something to that effect, right? Because like that's not worthy of a blog. Ava DuVernay was like, she must have known it was trash. She knew it. She was like, she had to. She was throwing out blocks like (laughs) candy. She knew that she was trash. Like you're fucking searching your name out here, like blocking people who are like having questions about this movie before it comes out. But Ava DuVernay was like the hottest name in the world, like at that point, like coming off a thirteenth and Selma and like all that other stuff. And then, like, the cast has Oprah, Reese Witherspoon, Mindy Kaling, Chris Pines in that movie. Fucking Bellamy Young is in that movie, who I love. Shout out to Scandal. Uh, Michael Pena's in it. Oh, we dropped Teach, but they pushed that movie so hard. They pushed that movie heavy. You, like, you were like, okay, this is is it. Another huge, like, Disney book adaptation that's going to do big numbers going to be amazing everybody loves the wrinkle of time books it's going to be so awesome and then you watch the movie and it's just like man this 
this this is nothing uh what was this <laughs> like that this is a nothing movie there's zero substance to it whatsoever like there's a bunch of cool colors that happen at you the women have some like cute lines and that's it you don't give a fuck about I, what's her name storm reed you like you All don't right. care about her dad like Chris Pine, her long lost dad, or whatever. Which is crazy because they want you because it's Chris Pine. They want yeah. you to care about that guy. You're supposed to care about him, and it just doesn't matter. None of it matters. You watch the movie, you get to the end, and you're like, "What? What did I do that for? What did anyone do this for?" Disney has a few of those in the past few years that have like failed hard, yeah. like Tomorrowland or whatever it is, and like with yeah, George if Clooney. You, like, if you go back and look, like look at like failed movie franchises or whatever like i did to prepare for this draft there's a ton of like john carter john carter uh the lone ranger <laughs> oh oh <laughs> they want an army hammer to be such a big thing oh so sorry for that guy yeah uh the army hammer looked the part all-star but <laughs> 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 he just oh my not, god didn't have it and is now creepy i still don't know how much of that was a joke how much of it was real i don't i don't know the line is blurred there's a few of these on here league of extraordinary gentlemen which is like a fx tnt banger plays all the time shout out to friend of the pod jania she fucking loves that movie <laughs> i actually kind of like it but it's it's like go back it's not good uh never forget that sean connery instead of taking like a hundred million dollar payday r.i.p of that guy but like he instead of taking a hundred million dollar payday with the Lord of the Rings, did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen instead. So there's that. Uh Catwoman, yeah, that needs to be remade. Yeah. Also, uh the Dark Phoenix storyline, run that back in the MCU, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh my that god. Sh- that should have been so good. And they tried it like twice already, and they fucked it up both times. MCU, run that back for us in like five years. It's been the worst movie of both of those times. That's so <laughs> crazy. How's that happen? All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, this has been a One Take Podcast. You can find us at One Take Pod on Twitter, One Take Podcast. Uh, on all of your streaming platforms, go subscribe, download, follow. Really appreciate it. But uh, Dex, where can they find all the dopest use of merch. Go to ApolloHOU.com and find just the dopest Houston merch like that's available anywhere. We've got Astros shit. The Rockets are good right now in the Summer League. Jalen Green is exciting. Summer and League champs, baby. Yeah, we coming. And we're going to have like some fucking dope merch. Now the Rockets are going to be fun and interesting to talk about again instead of being sad. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Green, Al Green's latest hits is my, <laughs> my one contribution fucking incredible work out of you like we're not we're not graphic design people nope. so you're not gonna see any graphic design work out of us. ideas guys we're ideas guys we we dropped some gems in the group chat and you'll see them on apollo hou's twitter uh apollo launchpad's twitter just just follow all the apollo twitters and go to apollohu.com shop the merch use promo code one take pod o-n-e-t-a-k-e-p-o-d 10 percent off you can buy a one take pod shirt if you want support the pod they're they're very comfy yeah, I, I will say um, that you should also 
please, please, please go leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us a lot. Like uh, the last review that I think we got was uh, in April. And I'm going to keep calling people out until they just go, I know you are subscribed to us on, on iTunes. I know. I know. Yeah, we've seen the data. Yeah, we got more subscribers than we do reviews. So that's not acceptable. Go subscribe, download, and leave us a review on Apple iTunes, five-star review. We really appreciate it. Um, I don't know what we're doing next week. What are we doing next week? We haven't even figured that out. Maybe a throwback review? Maybe. Yeah. Might be time. Who knows on this one take podcast, but But I know exactly what we're doing. Yeah, what are we doing? Tomorrow and forever. Forever. Hashtag support Florence Pugh. Definitely a serious actor. Also British. Oh yeah. Both things. All right. (laughs) We're out.